Hello and welcome back to the Friends of Dorothy, Emmy, Oscar, and Tony, your channel for all things theater, television, and film. My name is Alex. And I'm Cole. And today we're doing a brief recap of the 2023 Tony Awards. Yes. What a great ceremony. We're filming this the following Sunday. It's Sunday the 18th right now, so yeah, yeah. we waited a little while to get this out, but it's definitely still fresh in our minds. Yeah. I was driving to the grocery store this morning and I was like already sad that it's over. We have to wait a whole nother year to experience it again. Yeah, but now you get, now you get a whole nother year of new shows and musical, you know what I mean? It's I just, know, yeah, and we'll touch on that a little bit at the end because we'll dive into what's some coming. very early, probably wrong predictions based on what we know what's, is coming next. Um, this year was a really good ceremony. I was really thrilled with how it went. I think a lot of people had a lot of anticipation of how it was going to go without the WGA present. Patient. Yeah, um, it worked. And I have to say, I... Well. I like it without the WGA's input. I mean, the Tonys, the, the Tonys in particular are, 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 are artists that are, like, bred to perform yeah. live and in person and all that. So it, they, they were able to just pick it up and run to make it all about. Yeah. Yeah. And this is no, like, this is no discredit to everything that the WGA does, especially because this wouldn't work for any other awards. Like, if they didn't have writers for the Emmys or the Oscars... It'd be a total shit show. Oh, yeah. But I think, like you said, you know, having the talent of live performance, theater folks are able to figure it out and make it happen. 100%. Um, Which maybe they'll be able to do that template for, hopefully, the strike doesn't last uh, too long. Yeah, I'm very, assuming that the strike is over by next summer, I'm very interested to see what takes place next year. Because all the reviews yeah. of this year's ceremony are like, this is one of the best in, like, decades. Because... We weren't losing time to, like, canned bullshit bits and, like, just nonsense that kind of wastes time when all the theater nerds want is to see longer performances and longer speeches. Yeah. And that's what we got this year, and it was really good. Nah, yeah, not many playoffs. Like, which is going over their time. No, no, not too many at all. They were sticking to a schedule because, I mean, I, I don't know what the logistics were this year where CBS was like, it, it, it's got to be at... Done at 10.59 on the dot. All right, so let's talk about the winners. So Kimberly Kimbo was the big winner of the night, taking home five Tony Awards. Um, yeah. Which is on the lower end for a show that's taking home the most of the night, and I kind of liked it. because uh, Well, they spread the love. They spreaded the love. They really spreaded. did. Spreaded? Spread. Spread did it just spread? I think just spread. Is it just spread? Spread the love. They spread the love. Yeah. They spread they spread the love. <laughs> English English is so stupid. <laughs> As someone who's like semi fluent in Spanish, English is so dumb. Somebody who's semi fluent in Simlish. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um They if they give it to a lot of shows, I think like not all the main like we're talking about musicals, all the main all the shows that were in almost all the shows that were nominated walked away with at least one thing. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Sweeney got one. And... Yeah, the only nominated productions that went home empty that were up for either like musical or musical revival, um, and Juliet went home without any, and then Camelot and Into the Woods. But like, Shucked, Kimberly, Kimbo, Some Like a Hot, New York, New York, Parade, Sweeney, all took something home. Which is good odds. It is, yeah, sometimes definitely. It's, sometimes it's more focused on one. Yeah. A question mark after that. Yeah, I think last year was an interesting trend that was set because, especially with the Strange Loop only winning two awards total, with winning Best Musical and Best Book, it kind of set a precedent that like a, a show can win Best Musical on the merit of being excellent without having to take in other categories too. You know, because you, yeah. you had six six taking some of those, MJ taking a lot of them, um, Company taking a lot as a as a stellar revival. We saw Company. We just saw Songheim on Songheim with some friends. It, we're friends were in it, and they, when they sang that Company song, I it also I remember they're like I saw the Revolutionary like one that's going to go down in history, right? Yeah, totally. Closing night. Yeah, Patty Lapone. Yeah, <laughs> possibly Patty Lapone's last Broadway uh, yeah, stage performance. Our female-led Bobby, the you know, the gay couple singing. The uh, not getting married, not getting married. So like, yeah, so yeah. Like, Watching that, I was like, wow, because I, I I was not I'm not a theater girly, but I was so excited to do it. I didn't. I don't think I ever understood the magnitude until the other night. I was like, oh wow. Yeah, I saw a Stephen Sondheim show. Yeah, 
let's segue a little bit. Let's let's get off track here for a moment because we did this weekend was a community theater weekend for both of us. Oh yeah. Um, we saw Sondheim on Sondheim at Silhouette Stages in Columbia, mm -hmm. um, directed, starring, and produced by dear friends of ours. Um, we were so excited to go see it. It's the other Sondheim review, so having just done putting it together. You being in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having being in it and then getting to go see the other Sondheim review. Sondheim on Sondheim was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, and it was such a, it was such an interesting production and it was so different from what we did. Um, and I loved just like the documentary style show that it was because uh, even as like a Sondheim fan, I learned so much about him that I didn't know before. Yeah. It was really cool. I definitely learned he was an Aries. He's, He's such an Aries. Aries. Definitely an Aries. He's also the the de the pinnacle definition of autistic to gay to mother issues pipeline. <laughs> like, yeah, it's fair. It was I, great. It was great. Great show. Yeah. And then what did you see the next day? And then I saw, last night I saw Something Rotten down at Second Star in Bowie. Is that a theater in the woods? Yeah. It's like buried in the fucking woods. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you pull up and you're like, I, yeah. am I going to get murdered here? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally, it's totally buried in the woods. Um, and it was my first time ever seeing Something Rotten. I've never seen any production like of it. it. It's something I've actually knew about because my theater teacher in high school was obsessed with it and wanted to do it so bad. Mm -hmm. Which I don't think we, they don't think the rights were available. Yeah, it's. I think I discovered that. Sorry, you had a cat hair. I was trying to get. Um, I think I discovered that it's a show that has been overhyped by a lot of people around me because I was going into it thinking like it's like this comedic masterpiece. And it was good, um, but it was, like, act one is a little too long, and act two was, like, so much better for me. There was so much more going on in act two that was more entertaining, and then there's, like, a bunch of referential shit to different musicals in it, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a very fun production. Um, friend of the pod, Neva Frugley and Sullivan, uh, she was our main reason for going, because I didn't... full name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Um... Yeah, she has her hyphenated last name. Oh, come on. I know. Feminism. But um, <laughs> I did title of show with her back in January, February. And then so yeah. our friend Nick, who was also in title show, him and I went and saw it to support did, her. Didn't a woman come up to you and was like, or a gentleman go, I know that face. Title of show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that, saw him, yeah. And, then it happened, and then it happened last night too. But it was funny because she came up and said it to Neva and then Neva was like they were in it with me and she was like oh well I saw it the um the performance that Steven had to go in for Nick oh, and then I think because of my hair she didn't recognize me well yeah so I mean, she fully was looking at the two of us like I don't know who the fuck the two of you are <laughs> but you got it yesterday uh, Friday yeah at, or Friday yeah yeah what's day Friday on Sunday yeah um, anyways, back to... Yeah, Bob. so, great weekend of community theater. Yep. Sondheim on Sondheim closed today, so there's no more chance to see that. But I know Something Rotten has one more weekend, so go support them at Second Star in Bowie. Super fun production. Neva's amazing. Um, as B. And we also got to see her almost, quite literally, decease, stepping on a chair. And when I tell you one of the legs on the chair said, I'm out of here, it fully, <laughs> fully just cracked like fucking... Snapped. Which, my favorite thing about live anything are mistakes. And I think it comes from my improv background of just, like, the, uh, the it's joy. Like, I'm, like, sad and glad you weren't there because you would have been losing your shit. I mean, you probably you probably would have been a borderline distraction. Well, because okay, can we talk about... Uh, let's go... We, okay, the uh, this is about to Tony, but we're going to go back to our company viewing. Remember when we saw company? And I don't know what part of the show it was. And it was one of the emotional parts. It's dead silent. I know people were crying. Oh, it's right before. It was right before and during Marry Me a Little, which is the end of Act One. Which one's that song? The the one that I sang and sang and putting it together. Just enough. That one? Hmm? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this gentleman, from my eye line, I can see. I also like to watch, I think that's what makes us such a dynamic duo when we review, is I like to watch a lot of background stuff and, like, the mechanics working, and he's definitely hyper-focused on the intricacies of, like, the performances. So I guess I was just looking in that direction, and I could see a guy just, it looked like he was having an exorcism, like, he was just, like, rocking, and then he just, you know how you're at a show, and you're covering a call for a sneeze, 
and you're trying to be quiet and then it's one just slips out but it's severely aggressive he did that so a woman turned around i was kidding I think he was coughing yeah and keep in mind this man is probably like in the most center, center center orchestra like probably the dead center orchestra seat he coughs he, or he's coughing silently so like not silently so we can all hear it but then lets one spew and a woman turns around and then he does it again and when i say i could see the spit leave his face and land on the woman's face and i lost my shit he was mad at me the woman next to me that had a hip problem was mad at me like it was so like i just have a really hard time keeping a straight face when shit like that goes down in a theater Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's on autism. <laughs> I mean, it's just the nuance of like, we're in a place of like, almost like church like. Excuse me. So when stuff like that goes down, I think it's so funny. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So. Well, and then it happened, it happened on fucking Friday at Sondheim on Sondheim. Oh, yeah. The, the one of the platforms got stuck, and all the cast members that were going off the platform, it's like, it was like in sync, went back and forward, and like almost fell off. And I enjoy that stuff. And you should. It's just fun. It's the magic of live theater. It's magic theater. of live theater, magic literally. Of live theater. You can't see that shit anywhere else. You forgetting your words. I thought was hysterical. I did too, fortunately. Uh, <laughs> On anyway, opening anyways, night. Anyways, back to what we're talking about. Tonys. Yes, the Tonys. So yeah, Kimberly Kimbo. I was so stoked for them. Um, so our ballots. I did two different ballots. I technically had three because I forgot I had a gold derby ballot out there and I should have edited it. Um, what number was your ballot on the Tony's website? I was tied with a bunch of people for fifth. I was like seventh, I think. Yeah. Well, you were sixth, I think, because I, yeah. I got 20 out of 26 on my Tony one, and you got 19, I think you said, right? I got one behind you, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good year. We did all right. And for the most part, I think nearly all of mine, it was between two. The only ones that were total, I think... Sur like surprises that I wouldn't have seen coming was costume of a play with Leopold Stadt winning because I thought with just how m there were I think there were what six nominees and I did not think out of the other ones that there were oh no there were only five but a the fact that Life of Pi didn't win was so crazy and the fact that they won every other tech category they won sound scenic and um lighting yeah but not costume when they specifically this year put the puppets into costumes to basically set up like a pie to win but I, think, but I think that is like a mental block for people because when you tell me costumes i don't think of the puppets right that's an actor first and foremost it's a performance yeah let's be really fucking honest look at what's his name um from into the woods the guy that works with the cow yeah kennedy full acting yeah full fuck so first it's a performance and then it's its own puppetry like and then and it barely goes, it's not costume. No, and because a lot of people are comparing it to The Lion King, we're like, those are costumes because, like, yes. they're, they're wearing it. You know, they're yeah. carrying the burden of it with them, you know? Yeah, those are not puppetry. Maybe some of, like, the extra animals were, but, like, yeah. all the leads, no. Yeah. No, all right, I'm going to send this again real quick. Go ahead. Um. Yeah, it was just surprising because I thought... If too much. If Life of Pi wasn't going to win, I really thought it would be Ain't No Mo and then Fat Ham, like between those. I'm I'm really surprised. Ain't No Mo, Ain't no Mo should have won just because of the. There's there's I mean it's easy it's an, it would have been an easy win. There's so many different the variety scenes, of it all. Yeah, so, yeah. There's and then it comes to the interesting thing, and I had I had to consider this a lot when it came to uh, predicting because. Some show, you know, like shows like Ain't No Mo and Cost of Living that had such short runs got a lot of nomination love, but it's the fact that there's a nomination committee of only 50 people, but there's 900 Tony voters who actually vote for the winners. And so the, the mindset that the nominators are having could like not translate whatsoever to how the voters actually vote at the end of the day. And, you know, which is why Cost of Living and Ain't No Mo didn't win anything because... Obviously, they were closed a long time ago and had very short runs and yeah. weren't high on people's minds. Sucks. So yeah, Costume of a Play was a big surprise. Um, and then Sound of a Musical. And there's a guy I follow on Instagram named Matt. And I follow and I listen to his podcast um, who has just been saying incessantly, I can't believe that they were even nominated. And I texted him as, or messaged him as soon as they won and I was like how far did you just throw your shoe because like uh, everyone is just uh, like unbelievably 
flabbergasted that Sweeney Todd won sound because it sounds like, and it's like, did the producers invite the voters and put them in the best seats in the orchestra? Because it's in the Lunt Fontaine, which we haven't seen a show there yet together, but I saw Tina there back in 2019. And it's a massive fucking theater. And with Tina, this was before I had learned about rushing and everything. We had like rear mezzanine tickets and it was so far, so hard to hear. And from what I hear, like with Sweeney, they they haven't designed it to like fill the space, and you know it sucks because they're they're advertising it as you know the first fully orchestrated production since the original. But you're not like swimming in the music like you should be. And my my brain would sound would really fucking drive me up a fucking wall. Yeah. Um. So, but they did get a best the best choreography nomination. I thought I was like, what? Why? And agreed. Found out that like. Their one performance was like, oh. Yeah, I have to say, in terms of, and it it might be biased because it's like the only, it's, yeah, the only musical we didn't see that performed. Yeah. Um, Their performance was the one that was like, I need to see this. Yeah, yeah, that is a little like, like, because we haven't seen it. But no, it's a really good performance. It was a really good performance. I like can't stop thinking about it. And yeah, the way, just the opening number is choreographed. Yeah. Is insane. Yes. So, like, definitely, well, I mean, we're happy that Somebody Get Hot won that one, though. Oh, choreography, absolutely. It would have been, like, a riot if... Fucking chasing. Yeah. We'll go down in history. Let's talk about the order in which they did these awards, because, you know, we had the Pluto TV situation from 6.30 to 8. Yes. And, first of all, I was fucking making birria tacos, and we missed the first award, as, when we finally got Pluto and loaded up and everything, Janine Tesori and David Lindsay Bear were accepting their award for score, and I was, like, screaming, because I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I was like, all right, I, as soon as I saw them on stage, I'm like, okay, cool, Kimberly Kimball's gonna win Best Musical. Like, no no question. It's Is that, does that correlate, usually? Um, not always, best but... Best score, best book, best musical, that, those, that trifecta. If you get book and score, it's, like, a 95 percent chance like you're going to get musical so then if you get book or just score it's probably like a 50 percent chance it's a little yeah because like last year six one score but yes, it did. they weren't what made them like a non-contender for musical was the fact that they didn't get a book nomination which is kind of crazy because like paradise square did and that show was kind of a mess um it was great it was great I really enjoyed it. I don't like the He's Paradise lying. Square hate, and I think a lot of people shit on Paradise Square only because of Gar- because of Garth Drabinsky and like his producing scandal and everything. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, so for the most part, and I think too, just like for me, I knew it as soon as Kimberly Kimberly Kimbo picked up like a bigger award. I was and well, actually, it was pretty much only nominated for big awards because it didn't get any tech category nominations so i was like if it starts winning anything i'm like it's it's pretty like check the box it's gonna win you know um sorry i didn't know i could make that noise was that your first tongue pop that was my first tongue pop are you so proud i'm not gonna do it again (laughs) (laughs) it's the rum it's like uh, it's expensive rum no it's just like it's it's pleasant on my on my taste buds i don't care work but um I'm a cheap gal. What? I was so... And this happened last year, because I'm pretty sure six winning score was the first award of the night. Um, Yes. And I'm so... My biggest confusion is why they put score of a musical in the pre-show, but then book of a musical in the the main telecast. It's like so... It's so interesting to me. I'm so curious why they do that specifically. And then... Because what else was in the early... All the tech categories, for the most part, were in the early section. And then, was choreography in the early section, too, I think? I think so. I think it it was. Yes, because Juliet... Juliet... Or not Juliet. Juliet was our favorite category. Our favorite category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was. That was not shade. I love her. Oh, no. We adore Julianne Huff. She can host this anytime she wants. Especially after seeing her throw up all over the fucking uh, um, Schubert stage in POTUS. (laughs) She fully, like was a joy yeah she won me over as an actress for sure in that but um yeah so some of the splitting i was intrigued by um but i'm i'm glad we have 
A, I love having a four and a half hour ceremony, basically. I'm not going to complain about that. Right, yeah. And, and, but it feeds to, to real fans of art, whether it's, you know, the Tonys, Oscars, Emmys. It, it also translates to, like, movies. Like, there's so many people that would watch a five hour, not really five hour, but like a long four, three hour superhero movie. Yeah. Or, or, or you know. Yeah. Lord of the Rings movie. Like, there's people that will, are, will come. You build it, they will come. Yeah. And, you know, this is a major shift because, like, you know, in the in the previous couple decades with the Tonys, they would only, they had their 8 to 11 CBS slot, and they would just, for any of the tech categories, usually what they would do is they would announce the winners during commercials and then show, like, a five-second clip of their speech as, like, during a commercial, basically. So I love that they're now giving this platform for every winner to have, like, a full-slot yeah. opportunity to give a speech. Yeah. Because it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so we love it. But I'm, I'm interested just in the split with score and book. for musical? There's no makeup. It, okay, just, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. But something like a Hobbit costume. Okay. So that's the... And it's interesting, though, because we talked about how... Because, like, there's... Like, the drama desks have a separate wig and makeup category... But with the Tonys, they just lump wig and makeup into costumes. Yeah. So. Mm, controversial. <laughs> In my opinion. Oh. I think they're all separate. I don't disagree, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so the pre-show section was great. Mm -hmm. Um really enjoyed it and like I a lot of people had an issue with the fact that like it ended at 745 instead of 8 but I was like we got a we got an intermission basically like why are people complaining we got to go pee and like get snacks and like get situated for the main broadcast like I don't know why because I think last year it ended at 8 and you had to jump to CBS so fucking quick yeah to get to the to the opening number basically which so. opening number by the way Ariana Man, I That's love so Ariana DeBose so much. Straight. I hope she becomes like the new like who's like Neil Patrick Harris hosted the Tonys a bunch. I hope she becomes the new blueprint of hosting the Tonys because she really is just such a charming joyous, stage presence. Yeah, joyous, fun, talented. Yeah, and I love the bit with like opening the blank script and having like an all dance opening number with no words. That was really really cool. Yeah, and then she fucking jumped off those stairs. Oh, my, gave me a full blown heart attack. <laughs> I know, he's, the gas heard around the gay world. He, he, Ariana stumbled, he stumbled with her, but they, they kept going. She said, don't forget, bitches. I started my career, and so you think you can dance. And don't you forget it. Did she? She did, yeah. That's where she, her fame came from. She was fully on So You Think You Can Dance back I in like... upset. Like 2011, I, I think. So You Think You Dance... Was there a junior? I think there was a junior. If there was not, there was... I, maybe it was a normal one. I like... Begged my dad to take me to it. <laughs> I'm like, I need to go. I'm a dancer. I was not a dancer. <laughs> I love it. But I was. Oh, I wish you could have done it. It would have been one of those auditions. Like this guy could dance. Know. He, if you, if you ever um, get him drunk enough, he'll do his full choreographed version of "Get Down" for you from Six. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta be really drunk for that. And it's sick. And my "Don't Lose Your Head's pretty good too. It is. Because you love the ponies. Well, I knew they'd do ponies. <laughs> I knew they would do multiple dance moves because I'm a choreographer and a dancer. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, all right, so we talked about the telecast, blah, blah, blah. Um, winners, overall, yeah, thrilled. Kimberly Kimbo. So excited. Well, cause Kimberly, was, it was most deserved, and let's talk shit, shall we? Like... It's the most original, unoriginal, being it's based on something else. And although Shock brought us very different material and new material, Kimberly Kimbo was still able to play in that same level of, like... Shock was edged out because it was original, right? Like, you have more respect over something that's not based on a movie or a book or a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kimberly was so good, it was still up there with it. And I'm just very happy they won. I am, too. I, I left that show thinking, if this doesn't win Best Musical, we're, we're going down a very bad trend of... Um, Tony wins. And it's interesting because, like, the trend of, the it, honestly, post 9-11 was to award the big, flashy, happy shows, starting with um, Thoroughly Modern Millie. And, you know, because, like, in those years, like, Thoroughly Modern Millie won, Spamalot won, 
and it was all these like spin mod is fun happy go lucky like make you feel good when you leave and like Kimberly Kimbo does that but it's also sad you know and like in that era post 9-11 a lot of people didn't want to feel that but I think the tone really shifted in oh 20 it's 2011 or 2012 when once won um have you seen once the movie before no um once when once won very quiet like emotional show that started the trend of like the kind of quieter underdog musicals really winning because like that's when we started getting like once and you can even say like a gentleman's guide to love and murder kind of fell into that but then like fun home and um i mean hamilton was his own thing so and then like dear van hansen even though that was his own thing too is still like a very like yeah smaller very like emotionally driven show and then um band's visit hades town um Mulan Reach doesn't count because it was 2020 and they were all by uh, jukebox musicals. Um, but like Strange Loop, you know, it started this trend of let's award what truly is like the best piece of, like of art, really, you know. And this was a really good year. Like I would have been satisfied, satisfied if something like a hot or Kimberly Akimbo won, or sorry, something like a hot or shocked won. But you know, my heart was fully with Kimberly Akimbo winning. Yeah, and then both of the. Bonnie and um and Victoria winning. First of all, like I, the only award I would have like been visibly upset and like rioted about and like ranted on for hours about was Bonnie not winning. Bonnie, and we have this in the background, which is for reasons the one best musical. But like we were watching the video, kind of like selling the show, and there's that scene where she's opening the window behind Kimberly and her mom. Yeah, the comedic acting. That where she's not saying one thing is that's the Tony performance within itself, right? It was so nuanced, it was funny. She's so hysterical. Her 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 physical comedy because she eventually makes noise, mm-hmm. and then it's the reality. It's just such a good scene to remind me of that scene and remind me of like Bonnie needed to win. Yeah, it's just it's it's it was one of those situations where like character with potential meets actor actor who's going to pull every ounce of potential out of it and i you think know? yeah and and also i think colton does that with his role yeah you know what i mean so like that 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 i think that's also might be a new wave of acting within theater is the massive big risk being taken and that's what I was going to say both of them are like took. massive risk takers yeah. in their choices for sure and so yeah i'm here for it yeah yeah um Kimberly could have won more, in my opinion. It was, I had, like, between my ballots, I had a scenario where... Feature actor? Yeah, so, like, I, in my two ballots, I had a I had a scenario where Kimberly won everything, because I really think that could have happened if it would have picked up featured actor, um, director, and orchestrations. And then I my other one was only musical score, featured actress, actress... And that was it. So I, I it was like kind of a mix. And because like for me, Alex Newell winning for Shucked, I thought would have correlated to Shucked winning best book as well. Mm-hmm. Like when Alex won, I was like, oh, I think I think Shucked might get best book because I feel I felt like that was like a, a like a logical pairing to have as a, a winning bunch. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm still thrilled that Kimberly Kimbo took it. Um, oh, I was very happy with the lead actor and feature actor winning as well. Yes, oh my... Like, in hindsight, the four acting nominations were probably some of, like, the most stellar. Yeah, because with Victoria, Bonnie, Alex, and Jay, that's just such a good winning... Uh, what do you call that? Quattro. Not a quattro. (laughs) Quartet. That's what it is. Such a good winning quartet. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it's four. Yeah, it was great, and... It was so fun. I was so happy to see it. Like, if anything, and I, I had said this at one point, I was like, I wish there were, well, I said it up to one point. I was like, I wish there was a win that, like, my number two that was definitely not going to win would win. But the only place where that happened was when Top Dog Underdog won Play Revival. Oh, Cause yeah. Because I, I think we'll try to put in our, because we recorded a lot of our reactions during the ceremony. I'll try to put that one in because I fucking screamed when... Top Dog Underdog won. Yeah, yeah. Because it like t- a doll's house was completely shut out, and I was kind of shocked, but it was it was great to see that 
the deserving like performances and productions yeah. took it away. And that was such a great speech that the Top Dog Underdog speech was like one of my favorites of the night. And, like, and the American Theater Wings Tony goes to Susan Laurie Park. Yes! Yeah, and like Life of Pi winning a lot of the technicals was like not surprising, but worth it. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah, totally. Who won um, director of a play and also musical? For play, it was Patrick Marber for Leopold Stadt. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't see that. And again, musical? Hmm? Who won musical? Michael Arden for Parade. Because he's the one who oh, said, now I'm a faggot with a Tony. Oh, yeah. And the Tony Award goes to. <sighs> Michael Arden. Yay! It wasn't me, but it was me. He's deserving. Is he glittery? Yes, he is. Aww. of people who made Parade and who bring it to life so beautifully and, and terrifyingly every night. You were amazing this morning. You're amazing yeah, every day. Thank you. Uh, parade tells the story of a life that was cut short at the hands of uh, the belief that one group of people is more or less valuable than another and that they might be more deserving of justice. This is a belief that is the core of anti-Semitism, of white supremacy, of homophobia, of transphobia, and intolerance of any kind. We must come together. We must battle this. It is so, so important, or else we are doomed to repeat the horrors of our history. And to our beautiful trans, non-binary, queer youth, know that your queerness is what makes you beautiful and powerful. Everyone in this room sees you and needs you and we will fight alongside you and we will win. Growing up, I was called the F word more times than I can remember and- I just had a faggot just on the Tony. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Five seconds away. And they just cut to all the gay men in the audience. <laughs> Fucking Ben Platt, Sean Hayes. <laughs> so, so keep raising your voices, standing up against intolerance of any kind, anywhere you see it. Keep loving and uplifting each other, standing up for each other. Continue making challenging art and vote every chance you get. and Jason and all the people who made Parade and to my family of friends and colleagues who have supported me and uh, I, I love you. You are the best of me and to Andy and Jay, I love you. Thank you. I can't wait to come home to you. God bless you. No, I was thrilled about it. If if the only other option I would have liked was Jessica Stone for Kimberly Kimbo, but okay. And it was sorrow, sorrow, so sorrow. So take a sip. Anything you want some? No, thank you though. Just try the expensive. What do you think? I don't know. Ooh, that's good. Ooh. It's smooth, right? It's like Christmas. Tastes like candy cane. Like it does. It, it literally tastes like candy canes. I don't know why. Mm. Do you get candy cane from that? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's interesting. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Liquor me up with with premium liquor. <laughs> um. Direction. That's a bad card. Card. That's a bad card. card. I'm happy with parade winning because I think parade and like when we when I talk about direction, I. I put everything in a direction, right? Light, sounds, acting, and all that. Cause the director sees it, they watch it. When they don't like something, they probably collaborate with the actors, lighting, people, yeah. and all that. 
So yes, yeah, yeah, it was deserved, but I was like 100% on board with the Kimberly train. Agreed. But I'm so down for a faggot winning a Tony. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah, so the, it was it was great. Um, yeah. Parade is great. That was, it was a great show. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember, what it, so what all, I'm, I'm going to look at what all I got wrong. This is going to be really chaotic because this dude doesn't like to write a script, but it's okay. We're here to have a good time. Where's the, where's the end of the camera? It's there. Yes. <laughs> so okay the ones i got wrong i had put in this ballot where i got 20 right i had put shucked winning book because i had alex newell winning featured actor well who won book kimberly, kimberly. kimbo yeah deserved so got that wrong um i missed orchestrations i had kimberly kimbo for both because the one? fact that, that it, uh something like hot the fact, the fact that it won score and not orchestrations was really it's an interesting like off from the trend Type of win, which was great. Um, lighting I missed because in the scenario without Kimberly sweeping, I put New York, New York winning three of the four tech categories, but it only got scenic. Um, deserved, deserved, deserved. Deserved. Um, so I missed lighting, sound, orchestrations, um, and then... So it's three in musical, and then the three in plays I missed was featured actress, costume, and what else did I miss? <laughs> I was checking myself out in the camera. Your hair looks great. Oh, no, I, okay, I missed four musicals. I missed book, orchestration, sound, and lighting, because I had Sweeney Todd in my other ballot, and then I only missed two in play. I missed featured actress in costume. Um, man, featured actress in a play, you were, I, we'll put it up. I was fucking sweating, because I had no idea who was going to... Oh, here we go. This is the hardest category of the night, honestly. And I'm Kenneth Leroy what? Leon. Yes. Oh, Kenneth Leroy Leon. Any, any of them... Like, and we are here to present the award for best featured actress in a play. So and the nominees are Nikki Crawford, Fat Hair. Lucas Perry. Oh, uh, so good. Uh, I am black, as in you. What? As in she? As in him? As in early 2000s cornrows black. Miriam Silverman, the sign in Sidney Bistri's window. I was taught to believe that creativity and great intelligence ought to make oh, one expansive and understanding. Katie Sullivan, cost of living. I am just in sad, and it's fine. Yeah, I feel like feeling whatever I feel right now in my paper bag. Her or her co-star. Kira Young, yes. cost of living. I'm sorry. A lot. What? Of life is how much I've lived. So when a man tells me I'd have to do some various things for him for money, I gotta push that man for a little clarity. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, they're going nuts for her, though. I haven't heard of one so bad. And the American Theater Wings Tony Award goes to Miriam Silverman. <laughs> win and then the most obvious person won um with miriam silverman for the sign of sydney brewstein's window because i don't even know that name. good performance in a show that's still running and man i wanted katie sullivan to win or crystal lucas perry to win but i don't know who it was it was really underwhelming i'll be honest i haven't seen the show yeah and i haven't seen it either so um let's go into performances because the performances were really interesting this year. Yeah, so Kimberly was amazing. Let's it's, let's it's, start with Kimberly. Because yeah, it because I'm gonna defend the choice. I am too. So they did Anagram, 
That's it's like a Kimberly Akimbo. The name of the show is an anagram. Yes. So yep. like, and it, yeah. So it's where Kimberly Akimbo comes from. Um, here's the thing with Kimberly Akimbo. There is no pluck out of the show song that stands out to represent the show itself because Kimberly Akimbo is such a cohesive score. Agreed. That nothing isolated. They make all, sense without the context around have, it. They, and they all have context with each other. But what about Skater Planet? I thought that would have been a really good one, but it doesn't really give us too much of Kim. True. Okay, yeah, yeah, 100%. And so I'm sure they had such a hard time because they were like, we have three performers nominated that we could we could Because everybody wanted better, but it can't. Yeah, you couldn't. And for everyone who wanted better, you would have hated it because they would have had to censor fucking half of it. Yeah. And it just, it would not have worked. And, like, at the end of the day, too... It, Go see it in person. It doesn't... It it represents, like, the... I guess we call the conflict of the show. Because it introduces where, like, the, the bank scheme is going to come from. Yeah. But it doesn't give you anything about Kimberly's condition and, like, backstory. What... Okay, one last song that could possibly work. What about the presentation songs? Uh, I I could cry right now thinking about that. I w the, the way I would have been a weeping mess. The the, 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 R, the, R so, disease, the R disease song. So that you're tearing up. I am. I so that would be the other option. I think that would have been the other option. Just because it it yeah because it, it's another one that features Justin and Victoria. But it also features the four the show choir kids. Yeah, which were such a crucial part of the show and like. I think an underrated part of the show. Yes, like, 100%. I had so much fun watching their chemistry. And it, it's like we talked about when I was talking about book. The fact that they, the show choir. <laughs> I know I'm literally crying. The, the show choir kids didn't exist in the play, and they wrote them in yeah. as a way to bring in a music and also like lightheartedness yeah. to such heavy subject matter. But, but they were great. No, they anagram was, was anagram phenomenal. was wonderful. It it tells you. It gives you Kim's motivation about a lot of things. It really features Justin in such a wonderful way. It tells you how the title of the show comes about. Um, the kids playing Uno in the back. It's like, and I loved watching it because I was like, Kimberly Kimbo could have gotten a choreography nomination because it's such subtle, like yeah. little things. And the way they were playing Uno in the back was like so smart. The way Deb carries the mailbox across the stage. The way, like all, like all the small choreography that's not yeah. like. Not, man, the one because they could have they could have also done um, inev inevitable turn, the dinner scene with the turntable. Oh yeah, because it features everybody. Well, except for Justin, which is hard. He's not he's not in that number, and the way they bring in the show choir kids like singing that song as part of their like show choir competition. A genius. Oh God, it's so good. But um, I, so I was I was thrilled with Anagram. I really was. We're sitting, you and I are sitting here crying because we understand the show, but our friends who were here and from everyone else I've heard who like hasn't seen the show, they're like, really? that did not sell the show to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I understand where you're coming from, but you need to go give it a chance. So yeah. Because you will, uh, you will understand why it was a good choice after you see the show. Yeah. And like, I, all these haters who are like, what, is, someone literally on TikTok and I went in on this bitch. They were like, what is this Junie B. Jones fucking musical? And I was like. They were also a shucked ride or die, and I was like, "You need to." Uh, uh, shucked is great, but there is a hype train, so like slow yeah. down that train a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think Kimberly would have couldn't win no matter what, like in terms of like picking a performance that people Agreed, would love. Yeah. Um. Everybody that goes and sees the show after that Tony's will now understand that yes, performance. So. Yeah. Who so, else? Who else performed? Um. One last thing about Kimberly. The only other... The thing I noticed, too, with both Justin and Vicky was... This was, like, the first time I saw Vicky where I didn't quite buy her as a teenager. And I think it was because I'm sure it's so hard to dive into that song without the previous half hour of Act One, like, in your system. Yeah. You know? And so I think that definitely made it kind of hard. Yeah, she walked... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, as an actor, she's going into a night where she's, like, 
probably slotted to win. Yeah. She's living her dream. She's a person of a certain age that's like enjoying the moment. Yeah. That it is. So yeah, it probably and it's like was you, hard yeah, enough. you don't get that. You don't get like the first bit of Act One to warm up and like be your character. You're kind of just thrown into this number. Yeah. Oh, Skater Planet. The big thing I heard was they wanted to do it, but they couldn't figure out how to make the ice skating happen in the the palace. Okay. So. Push the palace to be an asshole about it. But all right, anyways, who else performed? Um, all right, shocked, fun, shocked. I personally thought shocked did the best in terms of selling what their show is. What's our musical about? Corn. Yeah, yes. They shitted corn in front of the whole audience. They did. It was the girl, the one who plays the one narrator, who said, "I literally shit corn in front of Samuel L. Jackson," yeah, which is like okay. Um, <laughs> they did a great job. I. The one thing that bugged me was because it was a mashup and they kept it all like in the same key signature. Alex Newell's small port portion of independently owned sounded a little fucked up because it, it, you could I, tell you could tell they were struggling to find in the note, but it's because it was modulated in such a weird spot compared to how independently owned is written. It's funny you said that because. I think it sounded so similar that I had a, that was a moment where I looked at my phone and I didn't realize that Alex did independently own it on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an issue. That was yeah. an issue. Yeah. And for me, I was paying attention and like, they hold the one long Stop note. Stop it, I'm drawing with my dad. I have <sighs> at my phone. <laughs> they were holding the one long higher note and they, they were, they found it, but they had to, they had to find it, but it's because like, it was, it was a complicated arrangement it sounded like. Um, but yeah, they did a great job of like, Especially for a show that's so not been marketed to tell you what it's about. Like, they did a good job of telling America mm-hmm. what's going to be happening in this show, you know? Yeah, go see corn, yeah. Um, what else? New York, New York. Was a mashup, too. And I think it, 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 it was... It, it also sold the show, but it sold the show in the sense of, like, it was so confusing. Yes. And panicked. Which is you know what, what the mean? show is, for the most part. But when Cold came out... Like I was loved it and I was sold and then I got really really messy and then that ending yeah dun 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 that so the beginning and the end so which is the two leads yeah and it's funny because they were the first performance I think right I think so and I almost wish they were the last because you got Anna you got Anna singing New York New York she fucking murders that song man i know she's so she fucking slits good. the throat like sweeney todd and drains so, the blood yeah. yeah i so like i wasn't a huge fan of the performance but i'm so glad she got to sing that song for the biggest theater people in the industry like in new york yeah that's euphoric yeah Let's talk about In Juliet. I am so fucking angry about why their performance. Why would they do... Okay, so why would you... Okay, all right, hold on. Okay, hold on. Let's do the science of it, right? So a jukebox musical are songs that have no context within a show, right? They're all written for superstars, and they probably have basis within their own personal lives, what have you. I get Roar is a climax song, and it's a powerful showboat song. It did not. It literally looked like a concert. It didn't. It didn't look yeah. like a show within that moment. And it yep. was, so, all right. So we'll talk about what will make it better. What song? What song could sell that it was a show with characters? Well, so what I just want to say about Roar is when I it, also don't like that song. By the way, that was my shit as a senior in high school. It was like it was my pre coming. I, I already graduated. We're six years um, apart. I already graduated. <laughs> <laughs> you know that gap gets longer and longer as time goes on. It does. Eventually, I'll be twenty years. Um, <laughs> With Roar, it's funny because when we saw In Juliet, I, in my mind, once Roar happened, the show was over. Yeah. The story was over. And the I The plot it. was over. It was like an encore number 
that was there for no reason, 100%. honestly. Yes. And so the fact that they chose that to represent the show... Doesn't represent the show. I, th- it was, I thought it was honestly... I thought it was irresponsible, honestly. I'm like, who the fuck decided this? All right, who, what are you putting in there? I know what I'm putting in there. Do you want me to go first? Uh, yes. Is the four, May, Anne Hathaway, um, Juliet, and um, her nurse uh, doing... Actually, it should have been a mashup. It should have been multiple songs. It should have been a mashup, it's Because sure. it's, it's a show of, of jukebox. But that showcased four of them. It was, a, it was a transition scene. William Shakespeare was part of it for a second. Show me love and what it's all about. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's the beginning of the show. It's, it, yeah. it's a youthful representation of how fun the show was going to be. It's hard because we've talked about this and you keep saying show me love. The issue is for me, Show Me Love is like the biggest skip track on the End Juliet cast recording for me. No, it's not. Oh, it's really. Not I mean, that's awful. Oh, if we, but yeah, if oh, we could have, if we could have gotten Betsy Wolf, first time Tony nominee on the Tony Award stage, going, "It is my night out." I would have. <laughs> that would have been that would have been fucking gay rights. But I would have loved it. But also, the original song could have been done. Alex Gubler, you are essentially falling out of the screen. Look at your face. Hi. Um, no, no, you have to set up. Well, hold on. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the song list because I. I okay. Wanna, well, I then I'll talk about the original song because everybody in the audience knew some of them knew Roar, but if they did the original, we all would have leaned in. You feel me? You hear yes, me? Yeah. We would have leaned in and been like, "What is the? Oh, this is the original song. Let's go see it." You know, I hate. I it's hate my life mashup. Hold on. So I hate blow so much in this in this musical, but I would have kind of enjoyed seeing that <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's my life would have been dope because it would have featured Lorna and Betsy, and it's it's my favorite song in the show because it gives you like the big conflict of the show. It's the end of Act One. It's when Romeo comes back. They do that know. beautiful like instrumental moment of. It's, 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 like it's such a good song. Yeah. So I would have been very bad. Essentially, with that. there were twenty five different options they could have done that have been way better. Yeah. And they failed. They failed their actors in their show. But at the same time, and they're man, not hurting. And not hurt, so it's not like I have a feeling too. They wanted. If I had to see this fucking fucking movement one more time with the fucking choreography, because um, I think I think they I bet they were probably trying to represent the choreography a little bit and. It just wasn't hidden for me. No, I suppose there's so many other options. Yeah. So I'll yeah. say Lorna killed it though. She did. Her she's voice is she's insane. wonderful. Her voice is fucking crazy. Who else um, performed? So did Angel in New York some Oh, Some Like a Hot was a great performance. They did the title fucking song yeah. of the show, you know? And they did the huge dance moment with like the line where they keep flipping. Yeah. Oh, the other. Other. oh yeah, so good. It was great. I think it was a great way to sell your show. Yeah. No yeah, no, like, no, no was, honestly. Yeah. And featured everyone. Yeah, we just set up a little bit. You are completely out of frame. Um, revivals, parade. Uh, I, I'm tired of seeing. I uh, what they did. I, it, they did. The, um, this is not over yet. Um, what song is that? The one in Act Two that Leo and Lucille sang together. The. Um, you can cancel your parties. Forget your big parade. When he's in jail. Yeah. Oh, with the prison guard. Yes, and we'll talk about that too. Your favorite character in the show. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm tired of seeing that song performed by this production. So I was hoping they would do something a little different, but um, obviously they wanted to showcase Ben and Michaela, so I'm glad they did. Okay. Um, so let's talk about this is not over yet for a moment, because I've known this I've known this song for a very long time. Very long time. Because it, it's the it's it's you know, arguably the biggest song from Parade. And I had no idea, like, the full context of it before, until we saw it about a month ago. And whoever's watching that's involved with this, whether it was a writing decision or directing decision, the fact that you set up this huge moment where this prison guard comes and tells Leo and says, hey, just so you know, you know what said, you know what about you know who or whatever. Mm. <coughs> Bless you. The prison guard should fucking leave at that moment. Bye. Like, peace out. You're done. The f- like, when I tell you I was sobbing this entire production, 
And then that mo the, that moment happens like halfway through Act Two, and you're excited, and you're it's such a good moment. And then and then Leo starts singing the song, and then this prison guard fucking lurks around. He does a little hand slap, and Ben sings like the first couple lines, he hand and slap. he and well the the guard goes, well hey now, and I'm like, I was like what what is happening. Like, does he why? Realize, does he realize he's in a musical? And then, like, oh. the audience starts laughing, and I'm like, why are we writing comedic bits into this? It's not supposed to be funny! No. Like, oh my god, it was so infuriating. And then yeah. the fact that they aired that, too, on the fucking Tonys. I'm like, this fucking prison guard... It's cringy. ...pisses me off so it's, much. It's cringy. It it's is so cringy. cringy. It is one of those things that's like, why... Was this incorporated? Like, that could easily be a moment where Leo's alone on stage having his own revelation. And I could take one joke, and then I'll leave. Like, no, and then he does, like, three of them! And I'm like, it's... what the fuck was the point? Yeah. Oh my god, it pisses me off. To... It was, and that's why I hope it's a writing thing. Because if Michael Arden directed that, take the fucking Tony away from him. Get because... that faggot out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, oh, it is so infuriating. I hate yeah. that moment so much. But, um... Yeah, with Ben, sounded great. It sounded great, and what I loved was the massive eruption of applause Michaela got as soon as she came on stage. Yeah, they lost their fucking shit for her. I cannot wait. She is going to be like the next like Bernadette Peters level like star. She's great. She's great. Um, She's only twenty three and great. already at this caliber. Like, She's twenty three. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> um. And then, so Into the Woods, I love that Into the Woods got to perform. I didn't. But I don't remember what they did either. What they did, did um, It Takes Two, the Baker and Baker's Wife song. Oh, because oh, the cow's there. That's the yeah. only thing I watched yeah, the and whole Kennedy, time. They fucking flew Kennedy out from the tour. They're in San Francisco right now. I don't know where they were when the Tonys were airing, but they flew Kennedy out just to fucking puppet the cow. Star. He was the star of the show. Totally star. All that, I, I remember him going in between. Yeah, I do think that was a poor choice song. But I love I love seeing Milky. Yeah. And I love getting to see Sarah perform. Oh, it was her. And it was Daddy from 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. Brian Darcy James. Daddy. Um So yeah, their performance is fine. And like they have they had they have nothing well, I mean I guess they have stakes at hand because they're trying to sell their tour still, but I'm sure their tour isn't having trouble selling. No. So Um and then we have Camelot. Ah which we have Camelot, which was <laughs> They did a matchup. Did a matchup, which, which was, I enjoyed because they did last month of May, which is uh, my May favorite. My favorite. Yeah, song on the show. Yeah, they say, like, that, say that five times fast. Lusty month of May. Lusty month of May. Lusty, lusty month of May. Lusty, lusty month of May. May. Yeah. Okay, we can all say it together. Um, they, yeah, their performance is fine. Like I don't remember it. I can't stand Lance a lot. I don't understand why he got a Tony nomination. It was it is so fucking annoying. Um, and then Sweeney, which we talked about, was like, yeah, 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 yeah. again, the only show we haven't seen, but it made me want to it see got, it. It got me. I was like, ooh, I really want to I, so I, well, you've seen the movie, so you've never seen the stage production of Sweeney Todd either. Well, first, first and foremost, I was a theater kid that didn't know shit about theater and thought that they adapted the show from the movie. Like when yeah, I that's heard, fair. Yeah, yeah. when I heard there was a stage, I was like, oh, yeah. we got that from the movie, Johnny Depp, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's all I know, because I don't know a lot of the songs, because supposedly there's a bunch of songs missing from the movie. Yeah. Um, also, I haven't seen it since high school, so I'm not, like, a fan of the movie or anything. Yeah, and I've never seen Sweeney Todd, period. I've never seen the stage production, never seen the movie, so... It's very fresh for me. That made me really want to see it, so... Kudos oh, to them. Mr. Todd, I'm so happy. I could really... That's my favorite song. Um, what was interesting to me, and I feel like I'm alone in this, but... It felt like this year, the shows were really, really, really specifically trying to pick numbers, like, to sell tickets only, which is obviously always the goal of the Tonys, because it's your biggest advertising platform possible, but, like, I feel like in other years, they make a better effort to get at least all of their nominated performers on stage, but this year, almost every show had nominated, like, so, like, Betsy wasn't on for Anne Juliet, Bonnie wasn't on for Kimberly, um... Um, who am I missing? Julia wasn't on for Into the Woods. Who am I missing? Annalie wasn't on for Sweeney. You know, so, like, there were a lot of productions whose, like, nominated performers weren't involved in their yeah. performance numbers. Um, so was a promo for all of them, essentially. Yeah. So, I thought it was interesting, but, um, and then it was, it was almost, like, weird, too, how, like, after every performance, they cut to the nominated performer who wasn't on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to have been shady and been like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I mean, no, overall, I loved that the performances didn't feel too rushed. Um, yeah, they filled the space. And then we also got a random A Beautiful Noise performance, which I don't even remember, because... I don't remember that. <sighs> what? And we've been... Did I, we? Who? We all must have immediately looked at our phones. I, yeah, I don't... I tried to... I remember watching some of it, because I, I think it did Sweet Caroline, I don't know, but like... I have been listening to, like, the shuffle playlist of, like, all the 2023 nominees and, or shows even, because they weren't even nominated, but anytime any song from that show comes on, it's so bad, I'm like, I, it's an automatic skip. Yeah. Um, glad they got their moment. Their numbers aren't doing great right now, so maybe they wanted to invest in some advertising. Um, and then, of course, we, the last performance was Funny Girl, which I have some qualms with, just because I'm like... From a merit standpoint, like, shouldn't a show of this season be the final performance of the Tonys? Yes, it should. And it doesn't, in my opinion, look better for Leah. Like, already not a massive fan. It just... Right. It felt very, like... I'm not saying she demanded it, but it felt... It just felt in that realm of, like, not nepotism, but, like... I don't know. It felt weird. It yeah. Felt weird. Like, divaism, almost. Yeah, it felt weird to the point where I was, like... I, I'm not excited to see it. I'm not. Right. Yeah, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah. It was a great performance, though. She could sing her ass off. Yeah. But... So, overall, good Tonys. I'm I'm genuinely happy with a lot of the winners. I am, too. And, and anybody that did win over somebody I wanted to win, I was still like, oh, maybe you get it. Yeah. Part of me was worried Except that... Except for that one in the play. Leading the play. Leading the play. Excuse me. Yeah, the one that beat Jessica and... Um, well, Jody won. Who the fuck's Jody? Jody Comer. Oh, okay, then wasn't that one? Was it featured actress in a play? Yeah. Okay. Oh that yeah, supporting the cost of loving girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jody was that bitch. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love that she won. It's. I love too when you can tell some of these excellent performers are such introverts because you can tell Jody like just did not want to give that speech <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Same with Jay because Jay really struggled with their speech a little bit. Um. And you can tell I'm they so must they must be one. such like a beautiful introverted butterfly, but like just explodes whenever they're on stage, you know? Yeah. Um overall great Tony's. Mm -hmm. Excited to see what's coming up for next year. Yep. Um Grey House, I'm coming for you. I don't care what people say. I know. People no, no, I'm gonna say it now. The arts industry, movie, television shows, they don't understand horror. Horror is complex. Horror deserves so much recognition, including so does comedy. But I bet you people are not receiving because they're expecting some weird ass, like, super exorcist level horror. And that's not the case. I'm excited to see it. Tatiana is a god amongst actors. People need to respect that. And Laurie Metcalf, I mean, it's Laurie Metcalf. But excited to see that. We're excited to see what else is coming. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pull up. I, have, I already have my spreadsheet going for next year. I set it up like a month Tatiana, ago. Tatiana, have you even seen Orphan Black? I wish I could relive that entire show. Phenomenal show. I made him start to watch it. He did love it. It's like it. seven seasons. It's very good. Um, um, all right. So, Once Upon a One More Time. Yeah, duh. Okay. Yeah. I'm here for it. It's in the category of Shuck and Juliet. It's pure fun. It's probably has a great message to it, but some, some shows I just want to exist and like yeah. bop my head to. The choreography looks fucking insane. And who else is in it? Our girl. Jennifer Smile. <laughs> Um, Here Lies Love, which started previews last night. I'm excited for that. I am excited for that. It's going to be such like a unique, different um, theater experience. Yep. Um, let's see. Back to the Future. Ah. Starts previews in a couple weeks. Well, I've never was a big fan of the movie, but I know it's such a like pop culture moment that I would yeah. definitely see it. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, the Cottage, this play with um, Eric McCormick. And Laura Bell Bundy and Lily Cooper. Okay. So stoked for that. I'm excited. Already the actors I'm in. Yeah. Fucking invested. I'm so excited for that. That starts previews in like three weeks. Um, the Shark is Broken. That Jaws. That Jaws. I'm excited for that one. Play. Yep. Um, what else we got? Pearly Victoria. Because that shark, that animatronic was a massive issue. Yeah. On like it's a real thing like it what it, yeah it, so it's gonna be i feel like it's gonna be like a like a quasi like play that goes wrong type of like show a little bit what you think about it jaws as a movie is like in the category of halloween and like like the pinnacles of like horror right but people don't realize that like that was the beginning of animatronics being like a massive thing yeah and shit went wrong left right and center but they still pulled off such a phenomenal movie so i'm mm -hmm. excited 
for um, those worlds to collide. The revival of Pearly Victorious, starring Leslie Odom Jr. and Kara Young. I'm so excited for that. I don't know what it is, but I'll see it. Kara Young's the one from Cost of Living. No, I don't know what this is. Oh, the show? I yeah, know. I don't either, but very excited for it. Um, Melissa Etheridge is doing a one-woman show at Circle in the Square. That's why she was at the Tonys. Yeah, I it thought makes I saw her at the Tonys. Like, what yep. are you doing there? Yeah, she is a one-woman Ariana, show what are you doing? Um, Merrily We Roll Along. Yeah. So excited for I love Daniel. The, the, I love the revivals are going to be insane because we have Merrily, we have The Wiz coming, um, which is cool because The Wiz is doing their pre Broadway tour and they start in Baltimore, their first stop. Mm, are we going to that? I hope so. Um, and then Harmony, the Barry Manilow musical. Um, not Barry Manilow musical, but he did the music for it. Um, and then. Yeah, I'd be like, is this a music about the shit? Right? I don't think so. But he just wrote it. Yeah. Did he write Copacabana? Or is that about him? What is it? I, I did Copacabana in high school. I don't know why, because we should never have did it. But I remember being like, is this Barry Manilow songs? What is, what is, what's happening here? Um, and then... Do you know? No. Can you Google? No idea. Um... Do you know what I'm talking about? We can. Well, you continue, because clearly you're on it. Cut that out. Um, they're rumoring that the West End Cabaret is going to come to Broadway. It's rumored that it's going to go to the August Wilson after Funny Girl leaves. Um, Who would be in it? Any? I don't know. I I know the rumors are that they're really trying to get Jesse Buck just no Jesse Buckley and Eddie Redmayne to revive their roles that they want both won Olivier's for in the West End production. But I don't know. Give me Dove Cameron. Um, she got cheated with Clueless. I'm trying to think what else is coming. I don't know if we know too much more yet, but... Alright, we're excited for we're next excited season. season. Now now that the season's over, guess what's going to ramp up? TV and my film! My fucking shit. TV and film. It's going to be my show. And then, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it will be. No, I got to get you to watch Last of Us because he avoided watching it. It's, it, it, it's a phenomenal show. And I at least need you to watch episode two. Okay. So will you? I'll make him so watch one with um, the love story. Yeah. Okay. Ron Swanson. Yeah. Who was and, married to Megan Mullally, by the way? And it, uh, I didn't know that. Did you know that? Discovered that like a month ago. Um, and then the guy from White Lotus and yeah. Looking, Looking a great. That made you watch Looking. That was a good show. John and Did is that is that Murray Bartlett? Yep. And Ron Swanson? No. Is that who the love story is about? Yeah. Oh. Okay. He's a he is daddy. Yeah. He's daddy. He is. Alright. But alright, well thank you so much. Yeah. Are you drunk? No. Yes. Um, (laughs) thank you for tuning in, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll have some new exciting content coming soon. TV's coming in hard. And we're gonna go watch uh, the movie Reality with Sweeney uh, Sweeney. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd's in the Reality story Sweeney Todd. No, Reality Todd's Sweeney. Todd. no, <laughs> Sweeney. Sweeney. We're going to go watch that and we're probably going to do a review on that. So, yeah. Stay tuned. Love you. Love you. I love all of you. Thank you all so much. Uh, sure.